Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. You see, we need to realize that teaching is more than just standing up here behind a pulpit or in a podium teaching people. Teaching is more than that. Are you listening to me? See, at the same time you're teaching people. You're teaching people individually and you're teaching the rest of the congregation that's watching by example. I'd say you understand you could be a member of this full gospel church right here where I'm preaching. That wouldn't make you a Christian. Have you been born again? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on doing the works of Jesus, Volume 2. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I mean, it's quite obvious when somebody that's paralyzed is swinging their body along between crutches and throw down the crutches and walk as good as you can. <laughs> Twelve-year-old kid and half sense in one eye, no disease. <laughs> Amen, isn't that right? Praise God. Well, now, why weren't they healed before? Well, there wasn't any manifestation of the Spirit, and their believing had something to do with it. That's what I was trying to do, is to get them to cooperate with me in believing. But they said, oh, no, if I'm supposed to believe anything, just forget it. And so we had to forget it. Amen. Well, sometimes if you're doing the works of Jesus, you'll have to minister just like Jesus did. What do you believe? You know what strange answers you'll get if you'll start asking sick people, what do you believe? You know, in essence, that's what Jesus asked him, wasn't it? What do you believe about it? Used to, in smaller meetings, see, I can't do it in larger meetings. I've got too many people to minister to. And sometimes wish I did have more time. Here, we do have a little more time. But used to, years ago in my meetings, in what we had, just had church meetings. You see, I would usually, after I'd preached and sent people into the prayer room for salvation, I'd have what I called a prayer line. And uh, you could understand that every night with, in a church building, you know, maybe seat 500, 800, and sometimes not over 1,000 people back in those days, 30, 35 years ago, you know, why you didn't have too many great big churches and full gospel circles, that you could minister each night, you know, and we'd have people line up down the side of the wall, and then I'd have them come across the front, and I'd take them one by one. Some folk here were in some of those meetings, and you know, you know. And I'd ask them, you see. I, a lot of times, uh, sometimes I'd stand there. A lot of times I'd sit in the chair if I was tired because you'll last longer. See, when you go, grow tired, then you can't minister in the Spirit because it's difficult to yield the Spirit. You'll lose the anointing. And if you're ministering under the anointing, well, then you, you just have to quit. And so I'd sit in the chair and I'd take these folks one by one and I'd ask them, first of all, what did you come for? Well, I mean by that, did you come to be healed or did you come to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you see? Because you only instruct them a little bit differently if they're going to be filled with the Spirit or if they're going to be healed. And then I'd ask them, secondly, I want to find out if they're Christian. Are you a, are, are you a Christian? Or what church are you a member of? You pretty well locate people to find out what church you're a member of. And then you'd tell them, even if there's a member of this full gospel church where you're preaching, well, you know, being a member of the church is not going to say, you see, at the same time, you're teaching people. You see, we need to realize that teaching is more than just standing up here behind a pulpit or at a podium teaching people. Teaching is more than that. Are you listening to me? 
See, at the same time, you're teaching people. You're teaching people individually, and you're teaching the rest of the congregation that's watching by example. I'd say you understand you could be a member of this full gospel church right here where I'm preaching. That wouldn't make you a Christian. Have you been born again? Do you know that you're a child of God? Well, most all of them did. Once in a while, you'd meet one that didn't. I'd send him to the prayer room. I want him to know that first. We need to put spiritual things first. You know what's odd about it? Sometimes when you'd send those folks that need healing to the prayer room and they'd get whatever it was they came after, they'd just instantly get healed. They didn't even have to get back in the healing line. <laughs> Sometimes it works that way. Then I would say, well, I've come for healing, for instance. I remember one meeting now. I asked folks, you know, those that came to be filled with the Spirit, I'd ask them, will you be filled with the Holy Ghost now when I lay hands upon you? Now, back in those days, see, it's nothing at all now for, for 100 people a night to be filled with the Spirit. But, of course, we have larger meetings. But in those days, you were preaching in Spirit-filled churches, you know, and you'd get some from the outside. They had a few chronic folks who'd been seeking for years. But... Uh, I would have sometimes over a period of uh, three weeks, sometimes 100, 120 filled with Holy Ghost. In this particular meeting I'm thinking of just now, we had 56 people, not one night now, over a period. We're in the third week, over a period of about two weeks. Is I believe it's on Tuesday night, two weeks, you know, and a couple of days over. We didn't have any service on Saturday. Now, I called the congregation, see, if people would listen, bless their hearts. You weep about it. Whether you realize it or not, I go sometimes away from the service weeping. They sat right there and didn't listen. They think, well, that's that person. No, you can be taught and listen. I call the congregation's attention to this fact, you see, that here were 56 people, you know, one or two or sometimes three or four, you know, different nights. Every single one of them, when I said, will you be filled with the Spirit? Now, as I lay hands on you, said, yes, I will. Every single one of them instantly received. We got to the 57th one, and they said, I hope I will. And I said, well, you won't. I tried to get them to change their hope into faith, and they did mentally say, you know, just thinking it pleased me, but they didn't receive. Now, I said, see, the congregation can be taught. You, you, you see the difference between hope and faith? Everybody who believed to receive, instantly received. Every single one, without exception. It's not a matter that God made an exception. He baptized 56 of them and the 57 of them, he didn't. It's a matter, you see, they said, I hope I will. Now, by the same token, I'd ask these people, Jesus did here. In doing the works of Jesus, let's follow his example. He said we're to do his works. Let's do them the way he did then. So sometimes, now not every time did Jesus do it this way, but he did sometimes. I'd say to them, will you be healed now? After I establish the fact you know what they came for. After I establish the fact that they are saved, they are born again, they are a Christian. Will you be healed now when I lay my hands on you? It's amazing the answers you get. See, you asked them, will you be healed? Well, yeah, but now, Brother Hagin, the doctor said that my condition is incurable. I said, I know that. You've already told me that. I didn't ask you what did the doctor say. I asked you what do you believe about it? Well, actually, people ride the healing line. I've had it more than once. Well, I, I, I don't think I'll get healed now because the doctor said. Well, how are you going to help people like that? 
You know, from the natural standpoint, you want to say, well, what in the world are you doing up here uh, wasting my time and wasting the congregation's time when you know ahead of time you're not going to get a thing? No, you see, if they'd read the truth, they'd just sort of taking a chance on it. Maybe I might. No, it's not a chance thing. Are you listening? Well, I don't have time. I'm just there holding special meetings. Now, you see, that's what you ran into as a pastor. But you see, you had to take time to teach them to get their thinking right. And if you had time to do it, but of course you don't have time just to stop with one other people there in the line. You have to pass them on. And you go ahead and pray for them anyway. You know they're not going to get anything. But you go ahead and pray for them anyhow. For the simple reason that if you can keep them a-coming to the meeting. And, and some way or another, the Word of God has a way of getting into them. And I've seen those same people, bless their heart, that's been in the line more than once and every single time they hummed and hauled around, was sure they wasn't going to get anything, but they thought if God's moving, I might get something. I hope I do. <laughs> and they didn't. But I've seen the same people because they kept coming. Now, you see, if we were just mean to them, well, they, they, they would have probably quit and wouldn't have come. I've seen the same people. The truth dawned on them. I've had them to come to me well, thank you. You know why I haven't been healed? I said, well, I said, do you know? That's the important thing. Now, whether I know or not is unimportant because I'm not the one needing healing. I did know, but I didn't want to tell them because I wanted them to find out for themselves. Yeah, I see it. I've just been a-hoping. You know, I'm coming in faith tonight and I saw the same person instantly healed. Believing does have something to do with it. Believing is of utmost importance. I said believing is of utmost importance. Are you listening to me? You know, medical science is beginning to see that more and more. I heard a doctor talking there on the uh, Good Morning America show, you know, back in May. And, and he was talking there, you know, and he said, uh, he, he was talking along his line, that believing in faith is necessary, even in medicine. You've got to believe the medicine will help you. And he said, we've had people on certain things and we knew they didn't need to keep on taking some of these things. And so we just put them on what we would call, you know, a sugar pill or a soda pill, nothing in the world to it. And we got the same results. Well, then the fellow, you know, whatever his name is there, you know, the main MC on that, you know, he said, well, didn't you feel badly about that, you know? I mean, sort of a misleading. But no, we didn't. We didn't tell them it was or wasn't anything. They just thought the same thing because it's the same color pill or same color whatever. But they believe that. I read just the paper up there at Philadelphia. The doctor said faith will heal warts. So I went on reading this. This doctor said, you know, they have a certain, I don't know what it is, that they put on a wart and it'll dissolve it after a while. And this doctor said, now on some of them we put that on, on others I just put plain water on them, every one of them disappeared. <laughs> said, well, how come those warts to disappear off of those people? He said, because they believed they would. That's what I've been telling people. Well, that's, that's the reason that I always get rid of warts. I've been telling them that for years. No, you're having warts on your body. I mean, they're in kind of growth. Just tell it to disappear in the name of Jesus Christ and believe that. Glory to God and keep on praising God. Now, now you see, these folks over there, we're getting results. See, they're copying us and getting some results and not even Christian people, not even saved people. But because they are spirit beings, they have the ability to believe with their spirits. Are you following me now? And they're getting some results. How much more should we get results? Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Now, did you ever stop to think about it? Now, just stop and think just a little bit. Did you ever stop to think about it? These two blind men were not born again, spirit-filled people. Were they? Certainly not. Certainly not. Now, they may have been, I don't know, I suppose, assume that they were Jews because they cried out to him, called him the Son Lamb of God and may have been walking in whatever light they had, but they had certainly never been born again because Jesus hadn't died yet, hadn't risen from the dead yet, and they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost hadn't come yet. You know, certain ones were anointed for certain reasons, as God will. Well, now listen. But yet, Jesus, notice, talks about their believing. He discusses their believing with them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book entitled Called of God by Ken Hagen. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagen, Every Member a Minister. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. April, we're going to be up in Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. Three April 3 through 6 at uh, Faith Family Church. Uh, Tony and Jeanette Finley. Yes. Uh, looking forward to looking forward to that. So I just thought I'd give you a little bit of what, what's going on. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.